on this episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. Just the attachment to misery. Exactly. Is, so is, I'm yeah. steeped in it. Yeah. And it just became the way I thought that's what life was. A very small yeah. amount of joy, you know, right. contrasting to your general misery. Like in the Constitution where you go, um, the pursuit of happiness I never even considered that. Right. It's like one of the major things of the con- people right. are pursuing happiness. Are you kidding me? Right. Who are these yeah. cretins That's pursuing nuts. happiness? <laughs> you just have to get through it. Damn you. Yeah. Damn you happy people. It's really interesting for me working with Vicky. Because when, when I'm channeling the circle and I will feel the big energy come in. And w- w- as soon as we started working together, I mean, the energy was like, this is, this, this shit is happening, lady. I mean, they don't speak in those words, right? Everyone has a special gift. Mine, the circle of light. They speak through me and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability. But now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean and these are my crazy stories. And welcome back to Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. I am Georgia Jean. It's time to get freaky with the frequencies. Woot woot! And I am here in New York City with a very fantastic couple of special guests today. Big city! Big city! (laughs) (laughs) Today I have with me a very, very serious guest. Her name is Vicky Barbalak. She was a finalist on America's Got Talent in 2008. 18. 18. Yes. She is a fantastic uh, stand-up comedian and we've been friends. We started comedy together about 20 years ago. So this is how you know I for real did do comedy (laughs) once upon a time. (laughs) Once upon a time. Vicky Barbalak and her fantastic husband, Lou Brockman. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) They have the most beautiful love story ever that we're going to have to... uh, um, dive into here a little bit but welcome to the show vicky and lou Woo-hoo! thank yeah. you so much thanks for having us at the big city <laughs> <laughs> vicky played at uh, gotham comedy club last night for the first time in new york and was absolutely amazing honestly i have to say that it was the greatest performance i've ever seen from you and if not probably right up there in my top five greatest comedy performance I've ever seen so oh, it was just thank you yeah I, the people the energy was so beautiful and felt all the love from you and and uh and then you know some of our other old friends were happen to be in town yeah so it was just I'll never forget last night yeah it was and you st- actually started crying when you I got on stage yeah. I'm crying on stage I'm like this is not a way to start a show in tears <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh. But that that energy was in motion with the with the emotion. So yeah. Yeah. can't uh, fight it. So um, Vicky Lou, yes, God, what an adventure that you've been on over the, like the last year. Um, part of the reason why I wanted uh, Vicky on the show is, if you don't mind me saying, I've actually been working with Vicky as well um, while she was going through. America's Got Talent. Right. You, she, you actually remember you helped me when I did America's Funniest Mom. And That's right. I reached out to you because I was freaking out. And the day before, the when I saw the film crews coming and, and I saw what, this giant theater and I was like, oh, no. 
and I called you up and you worked with me on the phone. Uh, the, the first time you ever worked with me. Yeah. And it was, except for that one time when you snuck in a session at, at lunchtime and I didn't want you to. <laughs> That's right. And, and then you snuck it in after the soup. And I'm like, I don't like that stuff, Georgia Jean. So <laughs> then I called you back and then, and then, because, and then I won America's Funniest Mom. And, and uh, that experience was so amazing because I remember like that just was so amazing, that experience. And then, you, I think, I was thinking about calling you right when I realized I was going to, I was actually going to get on America's Got Talent, and I was just going to reach out to you again, and then you reached out to me. Yeah, texted you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you helped me through the whole thing, because yeah. it was more than I could have done with, given given for my, my pension for uh, self um uh, hatred <laughs> you know i just couldn't have i needed Wait, another a, path a comedian with self-hatred well, I, where does that come from i've never heard of maybe that. that's too strong a word i mean uh, self wanting to kill my no, no no yeah it was just you know self-doubt maybe self-doubt big words yeah but yeah. for truth just inside generational not worthy not yeah not you know not able to have all the the air in the room that i should have when you know i don't deserve it so all of that stuff was 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 always boiling up and yeah and you and you really helped me and continue to help me uh see the other side the other side of life that's the good side that the side I hold my hand out to and ride on well and I just wanted to say this because it's it's really interesting for me working with Vicky and just generally working with people because of course when when I'm channeling the circle and I will feel the big energy come in and as soon as we started working together i mean the energy was like this is this this shit is happening lady i mean they don't speak in those words right but they they were like mitzi shaw was was coming Um, mitzi shaw is a a huge mentor and supporter of you at the comedy store right i felt on the night of my first performance at the comedy store it was i was i'll never forget i was like by this brick wall i think we were in pasadena at the civic auditorium mitzi had died um about six seven months ago her funeral was on mother's day and because she's like the mother of all of us comics so we had to have her funeral on mother's day and it was a beautiful beautiful celebration of her life and and then it seems like a month later was that first performance and i never feel like people's spirits around me Mm. but i just felt like mitzi and maybe my mom and my aunt maybe my friend's mom. I just felt some moms and Mitzi mm. with me. Like mm. Mitzi was with me. Totally. And, yeah. and then um, when I had my photos done for my headshot, my friend did my first headshots uh, and I went to see her to do my headshots again. And she mm. doesn't do photography anymore, but mm. just for old time's sake and, you know, beautiful feelings, I asked my friend to take them again. She's gone on and she's kind of come out of the cosmic closet as well she didn't want to Mm -hmm. but she was kind of forced out Mm. anyway (laughs) and so she was taking my pictures and you know i I don't see her that often i don't even know what she's doing you know in her cosmic world or whatever Mm -hmm. anyway but she's taking my picture and she goes who's mitzi Mm -hmm. who's mitzi i go mitzi and she goes mitzi's all over this room Mm -hmm. and then she goes does mitzi have a distinctive voice Mm -hmm. you know and i was like oh my god and then i started almost crying and then on my makeup and then and then don't fuck with the makeup right. and so i feel like i'm just so grateful to know that mitzi's been with me because she sure has, she's yeah. the reason i i you know got to stay in comedy yeah she really she's the one person around, that believed me in yeah me. she did and it's amazing to have that person to believe and she kept i remember I, we did a session and yeah. i think afterwards i was like mitzi is totally here and she's so 
like on, you know, going, it's time. And I remember she actually said that there was, there was a misstep and that the course was now correcting for yeah. you and that, oh, and I've got my truth pimples. They Boom. do. <laughs> just felt her give me a hug. I know. They just popped around. Yeah. Lou, validate. There's the truth pimples. Yeah. So she's definitely been, you know, she's your, your number one mentor, fan, supporter on the other side as well, I think. Um, so lucky. So she came in. Yeah, that was just beautiful. And, and um now I'm like it got a little distracted with the cosmic forces there. So, yeah, yeah so we started working together again. And, oh, this is, yeah, so getting back to what I was saying is, so when I'm working with people, I'll feel that massive energy um, and I'll feel the greatness of what is happening, something something huge is happening in their energy field. And, but, of course, as a, as a human being and as a friend of yours, I'm also listening to your stories and listening to the things that you're struggling with. And sometimes that's even confusing for me because I'm like, what is reality? Because I feel the massiveness and then I, I'll hear and work with what you're kind of worrying about and stuff like that. But last night when I saw you perform, it was like a performance I'd never seen. I'd seen a lot of great performances by you, but this was just like some next level shit. And I could, it was like that, that, that energy that I feel the massiveness was really physicalized in front for me to see. And I think as someone who's helping you that adds a, or supporting you, whatever you want to call it, that adds another level of my, my confidence in just going, just keep going. You're amazing, amazing, amazing. And if anyone's got the chance to see Vicky Barbalak, she's touring around all the time, Trailer Nasty Tour. That's right. Yeah, all Trailer over the place. You do yourself a favour because you're so full of love. It's like a, the whole room is just lit up with your your freaky, fabulous frequencies. It was just, yeah, and I think um, a long time ago when we did one session where we felt, you felt like you felt a lot of the women comics that have gone on. Yes, to that's right. The other side were with me. And yeah. and I like Oop, when. Here they are again, yeah. truth pimples. And I just feel like when, like last night, when I just felt the energy, the love in the room, and and I just felt the love. I just felt like I was just holding up like uh, my hand and it was going right up to those women that came before me. And yes. I just float out of myself and then the set happens why do i that's right plan? yes and yeah. it just it it just is you were channeling that set i really felt that like because you can tell the difference when someone's doing the bits yeah but you were really and I, I meant to say that earlier but i'm saying it now um just channeling the set from the great comedy beyond it was amazing yeah we did a session and it was before a big event for you right. and all all of the energy of these great um like Joan Rivers and I can't remember all, all, all of the yeah. spirit of these great female comedians just said we're coming in and we are filling your energy field with us we're like unifying with you essentially um and like I saw it yeah and like you said you just it's almost like you just drop yourself and that that reservoir of comedy gold just pours through you it was beautiful it just it's so it's uh just like that's so much fun and that and it gives me such good energy afterwards and yeah I'm just I'm and you know I was like New York City I was like god are they gonna like me am I am yeah. I just too trailer they're so New York City <laughs> and they then and, and afterwards when I talk to people they they were just like talking to people in whatever city I've been yeah, to of course. I don't know why I thought they were gonna be like you know like 
Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, do you have any gray poop on in your purse? <laughs> yes, I do, as a matter of fact. I always have some. So it was, that was just, oh, and it was so great. Oh, it's really wonderful. And that, like, I, I feel like, and this is sort of part of the reason that I wanted Vicky on the show and, and Lou as well, because, uh, you know, in the spiritual world, people are all like, all like um, you know, soulmates, I want to meet my soulmate and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we just have uh, many different types of soulmates and you're kind of my comedy soulmate yeah. from uh, yeah. when I first came to America. You know, I didn't have many friends or anything and you really took me under your, your wing and I couldn't drive so Vicky would come and pick me up in a minivan. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you had to push the crap away. <laughs> Yeah, it was so much fun. And, yeah. and for me, you know, my, you were so like, you know, fun and Australian and beautiful. And it was just, and you still are. And it was, <laughs> it was a, just so much fun. We had so much fun because we were the girls. We were the only girls. Yeah, there weren't that many girls. There's a, out there, so. I don't think we Jessica, had any Jessica other girls. Sinclitico oh, was, Jessica yeah, Sinclitico. Oh, yeah, Jessica Sinclitico. That's right. It, yeah, this was the comedy store La Jolla right. where we started. Yeah. Um, and I think we both graduated Sandy Shaw's comedy class. That's right. You yep. did, and then I think I did the next one. Yep. And I think you might have hosted part of my showcase I or did. something. Yes, yeah, I and then did. that's how we how we met. Oh, you're so funny. And he used to do um, the Muppets and all those things. And then the, <laughs> die, yeah. die, 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 die. Metallica. <laughs> that so was hilarious. my uh, yeah. My original opening joke was. Yeah. Uh, Lady Di just passed right. away. Right? So I did a, a, a tribute song by Metallica. Metallica. And it was just like, <laughs> die, 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 die. Watch out for die, die, die. It was so too yeah. soon, too. It was so hysterical. So hysterical. Hilarious. Oh, God, it was oh funny. God. And I just, to finish, I remember the, um, so I didn't have my driver, you know, driver's license. And then I went through this, you know, finally got my driver's license. And um, and then Vicky let me drive the, the soccer van. For my first driving up and I almost ran us over off yeah. a, off a highway. Oh, like I was killed. <laughs> it just wasn't time yet, but <laughs> there was definitely an intervention because we should have died. <laughs> she was so sweet. She kept letting me drive after that. And, you know, eventually I got better. Like most things, I honestly suck at most things at first, but pure, pure tenacity. Well, yeah, you know, nobody just starts being a good driver. I mean, you were, you know, you didn't kill us and it was yeah. great. We lived. We got another shot at it. So, and then, uh, so then we were doing shows at the comedy store. And, and crap ass bars. Oh God. Dive so bars. many dive bars. We didn't even have, remember we used to Coffee carry shops. a microphone and a, uh, amp in and there was no show scheduled and these people would be having a lovely time on these dates at bars and we just walk up hey yeah. so how you doing tonight yeah, exactly. <laughs> i was in a bar the other day and uh two rabbis came and we would just tell these horrible because we were we were horrible and we would just ruin everybody's night and then they would ask us to leave and then we just go to another bar and they we do it again they ask <laughs> us to leave that's why people tell me you can't get stage time i'm like get a microphone get an amp <laughs> Ruin somebody's night. Just gate crash. Right. Just gate crash everybody's life with the comedy. Yeah. Oh my god! But now Vicky, and then so, so like kind of second sto soulmate story yeah. is that um, Vicky and I are doing shows at the La Jolla Comedy Store, and Lou here was the piano player. Yes, and he played like the the opening music. And at that time, Vicky was married. Lou was married. Tell us the story about your love. Well, I was living, I lived in the garage for like three years because I, I was, you know, kind of 
in my head separated from my husband because it was a really one of my worst marriages. I've had some bad ones. <laughs> but um, anyway, so Lou, Lou was a piano player, and uh, I remember, you know, we were friends, and you, you said like. I think Lou's into you. Yeah, I was like, I think you know, Lou's into you. Well, by now you had yeah. you had gotten a divorce and Lou had gotten a divorce, and I could see it coming. I was like, well, no, actually, it was before that. Actually, oh. it truly was before that. It was, I was like truly you and Lou were going to get together. Yes, because Lou was still with his wife. You know, he, you could tell you could tell he wasn't happy, and you knew I wasn't happy. Yeah, but you would say, you said like, I think Lou's Lou's into you, <laughs> and I was like, if if I ever end up with Lou. You must shoot me with a gun. You must kill me. Please. You must put me out of my misery. No. No. Unfortunately, Georgia was a bad shot. <laughs> and now you've been married. What was it like? Uh, six, 60, 20? It'll be 15 years this this year. And what happened was one night, his brother, we used to go to that Red Fox room for those yeah. after the open mics. And it was karaoke and and so uh, John, Lou's brother, was always there. And he told me one night, I hadn't seen Lou in a few months, and he said, Lou moved out from his wife mm. at Christmas. Mm. I said, what? And all of a sudden, my lady parts felt a tingle. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, don't tell me I'm into Lou Brockman. Don't tell me. Shoot. Oh, great. <laughs> The lady fox spoke. The, the lady, lady part, part spoke. The body speaks, and man. I you listened. gotta listen to it, and you listen. I listened, and then, and then, but then, you know, it was a, it was a long time, maybe six more months, and one night he tried to kiss me, and I, I just felt, no, I can't, we can't kiss, you know. Yeah. Technically, I'm married, even though I live in the garage, right. and then, <laughs> and then we ended up, you know, totally cheating. You know, technically, I mean, no, I totally I... cheated on, on my husband because even though I lived in the garage, we were still married. One time, Lou was snuck in the garage with me all night, and the next morning, he went and got in the van and hid while John left for work. And then John got in the van, and then Lou was going to drive to work with John. <laughs> he was in the back hiding. I'm like, oh, no. And then it's some reason, praise God, Lou forgot John, whoever I was sleeping with. John forgot something in the house, had to go back in the house, which gave Lou time to escape out of the van. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud of that. Scandal. But you Scandal. were very separated. You were pretty yeah. much just living in that house together because you had the kids. Right. And it just life. I didn't I just wanted to hold on as long as I could to that to that life for the kids and then and I really did until I literally got physically very sick with irritable bowel syndrome and, ah, and interesting. Yeah. You so weren't I, listening to your body at that point. Yeah, it was it, and then it got really clear. I I literally was bedridden between working with my mother and father and being married and living with John, even in the house, even though we weren't together, it just got impossible. Impossible. For my, I got so sick. Right. And then finally your lady parts just spoke loud enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to listen to those lady parts. And then, yeah. And, but, and then, then, and then Lou and I, I remember we first beginning together, we were sad because mm. even though we really loved each other mm. so much and he was showing me a whole different world. Like when I had my daughter, um, Lily, mm -hmm. I, I started bleeding in, in the end. It was a, at the pregnancy. She had been a twin. The other twin died. It uh, was like a really bad pregnancy. Yeah. I never thought Lily would make it. Mm. And then she was coming like a few days early. It was Christmas week. Mm. And I said, John, I'm bleeding. I need to go to the hospital. I just called the doctor and he goes, Oh no, it's, it's too early. Mm. You just take yourself. <laughs> and, and, and so I had to go. Yeah, get, so don't feel too sorry for John. Everybody. <laughs> and I had to wake up Emily and take her and get her dressed. And my mother picked me up, oh and Emily, 
drove us to the hospital. I walked in and checked myself into the hospital by myself. Wow. Yeah. He came in like three hours later. Yeah. He just, and, and that seemed normal to me because that's yeah. how I was treated by him right. from the minute we were together. And when I, it wasn't until I was with Lou, like five, six years later, I went, that was weird that John didn't take me to the hospital. Right. It never just, occurred to me yeah. that it was weird until somebody loved me for a long time. Yeah, right. And that's, and, nice. and I think, you know, when we started, I mean, I've really got, have gotten to see Vicky blossom from, these days where you were pretty much like a pretty depressed, you know, out there in the suburbs in a kind of loveless marriage. Uh, but you you found stand-up and you, you took a chance and you started doing it and look, the, the rest is history. I remember the first time I walked into Sandy Shore's class, I brought three big books with me. Mm. I didn't even know what they were about. They were just thick books so that people in the class would think I was smart. Right. Who does that? Right. But that's who I was back then. I didn't yeah. know myself. I mean, like, and our friendship was really fun for me because it was like, it was like part of that. And, yeah. and it always will be. And I think that what happened with stand-up is you have to get to know yourself if you're going to continue right. in comedy, yeah, because you have to know who you are, and then I just found like I was not the one. Per I was the one person I definitely didn't want to know. Right, and then because you, you're forced to get to know yourself, That's so you can right. find your who you're, what you're talking about. Right, and then I realized I really didn't mind myself as much as I thought I did. Well, I, I think when you started stand up, <clears throat> you you had this. It was like you were sort of this depressed housewife, and you had this alter ego who, you know, wore the fabulous outfits and the hair and everything. And you've essentially you've just sort of become your alter ego. You you left behind, not and not le like in, in a denial way, but you allowed yourself to become this sort of great emanation that at that stage was something that you would just step into and try and embody, but you've really become that that <laughs> diva god. It is like it is like that I guess like you shed those skins yeah. and you move and you get different skins. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened to too well a lot of us when we grow up yeah we we just become a different but i did you know i have become that person that was inside of me that was person yes. that never that wanted to come out and you know? hadn't fully lived yeah. yeah that was your coming out really yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah. coming so, out in leopard print and fabulous and i remember the reason i started that was because people go i like the fat chick i thought that fat chick was funny yeah but i'm like sometimes there'd be two fat girls on the same show rarely <laughs> but i'm like which fat chick Plus, I felt it annoying to constantly <laughs> call the fat chick. Yeah, yeah, so totally. I started dressing in those wild clothes. So hopefully somebody would say, the girl in leopard. Right. And it truly did work. And it worked, yeah. They rarely yeah. They started mostly saying leopard rather than fat chick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sometimes I would say the fat chick in leopard. But still, <laughs> it, was, it was better than just fat chick. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's just been like a, like a, a miracle to watch. Um but I want to just bring it back because you said something about because this show is sort of about coming out of the cosmic closet and embracing energy and cosmic right. stuff as as part of your process of living, and uh, I so remember that day when we had lunch because I I think I was not no I think I was still living in New York at the, uh, sorry yeah. in Los Angeles at that time but you were in Southern California right. in like a, a Lucadia it was a coffee shop a, a breakfast place in Lucadia. And um, I was there and we met and we were talking. I, could, I don't remember the content, but I clearly remembered going into this sort of semi-channel state and the beings that I worked through. I wasn't in the full state, but it was me speaking, but they were controlling my mouth and, and I was saying shit. Do you remember what they were? Do you remember what, what they were actually saying? And it's interesting at that time you were like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was afraid. Afraid. I was, was going to get bad news. I was pretty sure it was going to be oh. bad news. And because um, that's what I always looked forward to was right. bad news. <laughs> and uh, 
but it was it was it was like um honestly i really think it was more on the personal level than comedy right i kind of feel like you were telling me as i remember it i have a vague memory of it i just remember the kamikaze-ness of it (gasps) oh my god you're giving me a reading yeah it just um, came out i just was like a yeah i could like i get get uh sideswiped i'm like i'm just talking about what a nice coffee and now you've got to find a way to (laughs) and you did you did ask me you said and i go okay okay okay, just get it up do it get it over it yeah and um and so I, I just remember that I think like my memory was it was more about everything was going to be I think with family stuff I think it okay. was I was in a lot of pain about right, that stuff right. and I and I just I think it was just kind of like yeah you're this is you're going this is right what you're doing is right, right. it'll it'll it's everyone's going to be fine right. kind of thing and it was I really feel like that was more that than it was about comedy right no no and it was but it was definitely a, yeah. a, a, and a, a lot of the times I don't always really remember what right. what happens in that state um so that's yeah but that's yeah so that was interesting so there was some resistance so then what made you go from because this is really what a lot of people are facing is that they're in a in a more 3d reality zone and then you start bringing in the freaky frequencies and it's, it's confronting and people resist it and stuff what was a turning point for you to kind of embrace this stuff of energy and um, and sort of start allowing and, and essentially become open to working a lot with me in the, the circle now. I think it was originally a sense of desperation mm. when I called you the first time for Funniest Mom and I just mm. remembered, you know, I knew what you were doing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to call Georgia Jean. I have no other options. Mm. And it was like I only thought to call you. Mm. I only could do that. Mm. And then you were available somehow. You were mm. available. Mm. And that was great because I didn't you were far, far away. I don't I was in LA at that time. You were in LA when yeah, I was in but LA. We, at that time we were I was in LA, yeah, when I worked with you. And uh, oh, but I just weird. think at that time we were just on pretty we weren't really synchronized exactly at that right, time. Right, right, like right. you were doing comedy on one level and I was sort of Doing it on another level and also having all this spiritual shit. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And if we it, weren't it, hanging out much, right. Or and that, that, that's yeah. all, and I was yes, and I was not thinking like at all about that stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. I really go, okay, I absolutely have to get some help here because I could. I was falling apart, mm. and I was not. I was melting. I was. Mm. I, I was my shaking. Wow. And so um then in then that, so that's why I initially reached out, and then it was so effective, and then funny. You know, after that, I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. fine now. Yeah. And and then, then again, I let all that time go. Didn't keep working on it because I thought, oh, I'm I'm fine now. And then when I started uh, AGT, then uh, then I realized that it's like it's like alignment because there's so much of my past that keeps slipping up if I mm. don't keep working with you if I st- it's like it's like anything else like you have to keep at it and you especially when you're changing your 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 structure that's your structure that you know that t- held you and your generations of you your right. past yes yeah you know it's a bit of work like people you know I think people sometimes have this sort of idea or expectation of like miracle healings but mm-hmm. when we work with people working with not just maybe your childhood stuff, but this sort of generational, hereditary, right. you know, cultural, all of this imprinting. Yep. I mean, it just, you know, it takes a little while to deconstruct that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. And exactly. And I feel like it. it's just like that it's in now. And I just feel on there's this one side, this one side of the universe that you, I just hold my hand on. I put that in the, that water that's flowing mm. and then everything is good. And then if the other side is just a 
big mess. Well, well, this is another thing because I remember when I reached out to you, you said you had been reading a book, pr- Practical Magic or Big Magic. Big Magic. And, and this is something that I find is that also people will – they will they'll come to 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 the circle via via me they'll do some sessions and so we we work on what we're working on in the session but there's also these energy downloads that kind of come in into someone's energy field and that stuff it may not be spoken by me but it's it's moving into someone's system and then that frequency that moves in kind of starts to also start working through the egoic resistance Mm-hmm. You know, beyond um, like the sessions that we do, right? And it might be like a year later that someone comes back, and but they may have found something else in their physical reality that also starts to reflect these principles of of, of creating energy. And so, when you said, "Oh, now you were like your sort of personal spiritual development thing." I think really kicked in like a few years ago, yeah, and it did. and you started doing that because I don't think yeah you were really in that that place of doing that kind of work on yourself when we were when we were hanging out and that, that no it never occurred to me yeah I mean all I thought was get funny get funny yeah that's get right funny. focus on that external that's all thing that, yeah, yeah just work 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 and then you know and then I worked for my parents still I still had that carpet job yeah. and then you know and then I it just have my children so it was like work yes. work work work, work yeah, yeah. and go 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 and, and not take thought to could oh, i didn't that you and you 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 just on using those principles you did do well like you did you know you did hit a certain level or at least you know you're performing in the main room at the comedy store regularly and so there was a certain place a point that you got to with that but then you decided to open up to this other element of bringing your it all together and it's just elevated like right i mean i feel exactly i that 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 book big magic talked about fear and the creative spirit process Mm. so i didn't realize i was carrying so much fear Mm. you know clearly that's been you know i did not get it and then saw it oh Mm. it's so much fear around fear of everything fear of being successful Mm -hmm. fear Mm. of of not being successful, fear of, you know, people thinking that finding out that I'm a terrible fraud and Mm. I don't have any right to be here. Mm. And, you know, I mean, uh, all in that, that's, you know, that's there, but I just keep it behind me. I'd somewhere in the box Mm. when I don't, I don't want to access that. And we use it when we do the sessions. Yes. We'll actually let that energy come up and then work with it to transform it. To make my energy bigger. Yeah, because to make your what energy bigger. Because what we've lear- I've learned is I need a lot of energy to do the work, to yes, do, this, do this job. Yeah. And all that fear and all that other stuff, it's, you know, that it's, it, and, the, and that, the daily uh, terror that I face in everything that I <laughs> seem to look at, you know, I just, that is re reconfigured in a wash of uh, wash it out and then put it in the heart and then i have abundant energy you have yeah you have infinite energy when you know how to work with both ends of the spectrum like that right and i just yeah it was like just so great because it's actually about almost exactly a year ago that you had made it to the finals of america's got talent and then you had me as your first guest on your podcast, That's and right. I was actually here in this apartment That's where right. we're recording oh. our our podcast today. Um, and I had a cough then too. <laughs> and that was my only first and last podcast because I I went on tour one, and I couldn't figure it out how to do it from the tour. But it's a very good one. It's a good one. And if anyone wants to listen to that, because we go in 
quite a bit on, in the energy side on that podcast. You can find it on my website, cool. circleevolution.com. There's the whole, it's about a 20-minute interview where we talk about it. So um, it's worth checking out um, that, 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 that story. It's great. So, But, Lou, what's it like for you to watch Vicky, yeah, go from – you know yeah, exactly i was in the not early days to hear it, and but... i watched her develop and and become her own you know it's about becoming your own and so often in life it's kind of like if you compute you know like a computer you get all this stuff throughout life programmed into this hard drive now you have to take these viruses out and reprogram them yeah and if you don't do that you already that's where the fear comes in because the fear is based on our experiences through life yeah yeah and I, I really feel and i've watched her develop so much become her own where now she's just in the moment like she said she channels these things and when you channel that you let the forces come into you and and everything is beautiful and everything is there and and you you suppress all that negative energy yeah. and try to reprogram it yeah that's right and that's totally it i mean because lou's been into metaphysics for quite a while too so i'm sure yeah. lou's freaky frequencies were probably working on you too as oh, part yeah. of part of the uh, the upgrade i yeah. mean from the minute we've been together he taught me you know, not to, he is, he chooses to be happy every day. Yeah, yeah. He chooses it. Yeah. And he, and I, and that was a, a, a crazy the opposite of my reality. Yeah. And, and the way I was raised mm. every day, my dad woke up and he put his feet on the ground and he would say, fuck Whoa. another day. Oh man. I heard it every morning. <laughs> wow. That's what he said when he woke yeah. up. Just the attachment to misery. Exactly. Is, so is, I'm yeah. steeped in it. Yeah. And it just be, came the way I thought that's what life was. A very small yeah. amount of joy, you know, right. contrasting through your general misery. That's right. And yeah. and then Lou taught me and he shared with me, you know, like different readings and things. Norman Vincent Peale. All these simple, you know, those early think, you know, in the 50s and 60s when people started thinking about happiness. Like in the Constitution where you go, um, the pursuit of happiness I never even considered that. Right. It's like one of the major things of the co- people right. are pursuing happiness. Are you kidding me? Right. Who are these yeah. cretins That's pursuing nuts. happiness? <laughs> Just have to get through it. Damn you! Yeah. Damn you, happy people. I know, and it's and a lot of times when I'm working with people, there is there is that fear. I know when I started before I had my event. Um, and, but I was learning about kind of law of attraction and going seeing Abraham. And there was, you know, I had to really look into this, like, what, is it really safe to let go of my attachment to worry, to like endlessly worrying? Because I f- felt like worrying was problem solving. Yeah. And when you have a strong brain, like I, you know... <laughs> quite intelligent people but yes, but, but, but you get She's you know not just another pretty food <laughs> Woohoo. um but when uh you know if you've been academically strong and you've gotten a lot of strokes for being intelligent and then so you're attached to your thinking because it's like oh she's a good thinker she's good at math she's good at right. english and, and all that kind of stuff and so this other kind of thinking that's going on simultaneously to the sort of the intellectual thinking which is the worrying and the, the 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 running things over and over and over in your mind there's an equal attachment to it and, and because we think that both of those aspects of our mind are all our mind and we can't let go of any any of it and just go okay well I'm going to drop the over analysis and the worrying and the stressing because it isn't problem solving problem solving is one plus one equals two you know, and right. all that stuff is just shit. Yeah. Yeah. I always love it in the sessions where you, you, 
the part of you that is not, you know, that thinks you can't live unless you're worried about this, you know, yes, they have to, yeah. and that is like, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. And it's like when I f- used to fly, I'd always have to be aware of the, every sound on the plane in case I needed to alert the pilot. Really? <laughs> there, there could be a problem. <laughs> Because, of course, you know a lot more. I know a lot about plane sounds. I am attuned to everything in the engine. That's right. We are attuned to everything that could possibly go wrong, and we need to think about that all of the time. I'm the Coco Co-Pilot. You're the Coco Co-Pilot. Great, hilarious! Oh, that's fantastic. So, so I mean, and look, you're coming on the show t- today as well. I mean, I really appreciate you coming on the that's show because fine. even you know you've you've got like this sort of building following and and people and and we're going to have Vicky back to um, uh, talk to the Circle of Light. You're kind of coming out and saying, yeah, I talk to disembodied beings that speak through Georgia. How do you do? Do you have any feelings about that? Like maybe you know your fans hearing that or. Or kind of going, wow, that's really weird. Or does it feel neutral? You can be honest about your feelings. Well, it's funny because I... Because I'm going to tie you down and make you do I the just, interview I anyway. Think, <laughs> I, you know, I think I think the word disembodied yeah. is a, a hard word. Well, that's what probably people's projections. So I for suppose. me, yeah. I mean, I don't think of them like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they ever had a body. They might have had a body. Like, were they, did I, mean, it, did it, they? I mean, it's just consciousness. The, the circle I'm, of light is just consciousness. But for some people, it's like, well, what are these, you know... People right. speaking through this woman. I gotcha. Yeah, who, you, you know, know who the fuck are they? I right? just, you know, I I think that the greatest thing about getting older mm. is, and I've been working on this one for a long time, mm. is that you know that true for sure knowledge that other people's opinion of me doesn't matter. Mm. You know, I mean, there's some things I don't want my fans to hear yeah. that I think is personal to me. Tell us one right now so they can all hear <laughs> it. <laughs> They'll never hear it. I it's mean, just between you us. Know, it's, just, it's just like I don't want that to, yeah, t- of you know, course. But, but this this to me is like, this has been, what this is what I do and I'm not afraid of or need to hide from it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I believe in, you know, uh, I believe in my spirit in God and I believe that I that my feeling of God is the same mm-hmm. so it's like people go oh whatever you think these are like a God no I think these are just these are these are beings that that want to help me right exactly yeah 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 and that's what it's just like beautiful consciousness yes and, there's so much beautiful and I think you know it's just I asked that question because having somebody have an experience like yourself where this it really viscerally helped you yep. go from one level to the to the next it and still you, does and, yeah. and it's and it's still helping and it, i think it gives people permission to open their mind to that there are other ways that their life can grow and expand through being open-minded and being like yeah well why the fuck not talk to expanded consciousness as speaking I mean, it, it, you know it, it's it, it i know you're right it is true yeah. it's so when you think of it if you do think about it it seems so out there and then when you yeah. do it it doesn't seem no. out there at all it's like anything else it's like you know it's i think though everyone not everyone but there's so much awareness of a another a realm of spirituality yeah. that we can we, you know so many times you go that was a God thing where this, this all lined up like this, you know, like boom, it all lined up like this. And you just over and over again. Yeah. And then you finally stop. I always say, oh, I'm going to stop saying that I'm surprised. Yeah. You yeah, know, because yeah. it's, you just be grateful for these alignments that right, happen. Right. Right. And then there's some things that just go totally horribly wrong. Sure. And that just happens because that's how it is. Well, and that's what we, the other thing that we work with in, in energy is that when 
something appears to be going horribly wrong in the illusion that we can actually take the energy of that experience right. and harvest it and get expansion from it. And yep. that's a way that people cannot feel afraid of the horrible things that happen because life is going to give you ups and downs. But if you know what to do with energy when you're in the downs, right. that next up can be way higher. And Absolutely. it's just, you know, bipolar living people. No. <laughs> well, yeah. but, you know, I mean, things really terrible things ha are going to happen to everybody. Yeah. And then, it, then you come out the other side and it didn't break you down. Like, it didn't those, break you down. That's the thing. thing that doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. <sighs> totally. I mean, those things are said because, through ages because they're true they're true and yeah. then you, you really find out how you can really take that energy and 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 really put it in your heart and 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 not be hurt by it and be right. helped by it so. be helped by it yeah be helped. and i i do think not that i'm a big exponent of like there is you know no pain no gain because i think we can definitely gain through joy and expansion but there is something about knowing how to process pain that gives you power and the gift of it is wisdom. I always mm -hmm. find, you know, most of my spiritual initiations that came through a lot of pain, the gift was wisdom and more cosmic skills that I, I use with people. And oh. Vicky, I will say that um, when when you went on AGT, so I was kind of going through like one of my kind of soulmate heartbreaks and I was working on these techniques to kind of pop into like um, – you know, parallel reality where things that I wanted to have happen would happen. And I've got the text. I've got to put it on my thing. And I, I, the year before, I don't know if you know this, but the year before I had worked on my football team, Richmond, right, Richmond, right. Richmond football club. And we talk about Richmond yes. quite a bit, don't we? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, because I wanted them to win a grand final. They hadn't won one for 37 years and uh, they they ended up – I was working on these techniques trying to get the dude, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I got the Rich Richmond um, Football Club one. That's and so, cool. uh, so when I, we messaged, I said to you, I've got even – because we'd done the work for um, Funniest Moment in America. I was like, I've got even better – I've got even better magic now. Right. Let's get on it. And I had just done this retreat and I wrote at the bottom of the email because um, I talked about Richmond Football Club. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with Richmond. It's a bit tragic, but whatever. Um, that they that um, that was the project that I worked on in 2000 and, uh, 2017 and that in 2018 to test these techniques that I've been working on, I was going to put all my energy into into you, right? So, so we did it for Dina. God. But do you know what happened? So like Richmond, that year, Richmond, your, uh, your finals run of America's Got Talent and Richmond were in like the final yes, series. The it week. was the, the same week, right? And when I was putting all my energy into Mickey and Richmond lost the preliminary final. But you'll Screw be happy. Them. But you'll be happy to hear they they've just made it to the grand final again this oh, year. Right so, on. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> Good work. Because I, I also was like, look, if I'm really doing this and making the team win, I did have this this feeling, like, but it's a little bit sad for all the supporters of the other teams if Richmond wins the grand final every single year, right? So yes. so I had that thought, like, you know, other people should get the chance to feel the joy. Yeah. That I felt right. So they so they were top of the ladder last year, but they then they they messed up in the finals. <laughs> they're in the grand final this year, and this year there will be no holding back. That's right. <laughs> they, but, we, but we talk about because there's a lot about your journey, which is having stamina and endurance and resilience, spiritual and mental and emotional resilience to go through those ups and downs, and 
and you know you see a lot of that in sports as well right so even if you are even if you're using the spiritual work it takes emotional and spiritual courage to do this work and face those really scary uncomfortable feelings so you can access the the power of the energy in them and keep expanding so i just want to i i i I often offer to help people and not everybody says yes. So that's really a big thing when someone actually says yes because what it shows me is that their soul or they are ready to embrace working with the discomfort to get the expansion and not everybody's ready for it. Not everyone's ready to go into that those reservoirs of generational pain and, you know, clean clean that shit up. But once you get of taste of what it feels like not to be bound by that yes it's just such a beautiful thing it is it is yeah truth pimples again well i think we might wrap up this section because i know we've got you've got a um a plane to catch we want to have a little interview with the circle but is there anything else that you want to say or share or you lou about your journey or um i think it's just been a great journey you know i've watched vicky develop and become more confident and more herself that's the important thing. How do we find ourselves? Yeah. Inside ourselves, there was an energy that we don't release so often because we're inhibited by society, by everything around us. So like I said, it's like that computer. We program all these viruses inside us. How do we remove those viruses? Clean we up need that like matrix. an antivirus program, and you're that channel sometimes to <laughs> yeah. remove that, it. That's my, my channel. antivirus program. <laughs> that's right. I'm Georgia G. Norton. I'm the, yeah, I'm the vast of consciousness. <laughs> but I, that's, that's why I use the analogy because so many people can understand how a computer yeah. works and yeah. our brain works similar to, to a computer. Absolutely. That's what we talk about all the time. Yeah. It's the programs that we download that build the matrix of our reality and you can shift the matrix of your reality just simply yeah. by dissolving those old programs and putting in new ones. So yep. this shit works. It does work and yeah. it's it's a fun, It's it's it is, it is sometimes I go, oh, am I having a session today? Am I ready for a session today? What, do I... Do I really want to do anything today? And then all of those are the ones that all seem to be the most important ones. Profound, one yes. I don't need anything. I don't even need it. Well, oh, Georgia Jean, I'm so good this week. I don't need anything. <laughs> and that's the mind trying yeah. to keep you in the same exactly. spot. It's going using distraction or stuff yeah, like that. You, you, yeah. know, you know you're going to go better. It's going to get yeah, better. Yeah. And so, yeah. But it's going to change. And yeah. that's what the mind fears. True. It fears the change. That's and right. that's why it will resist it. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. So it's just been it's been wonderful. And um, I... I'm so glad that we've gotten to work together and look forward yeah. just to hopefully keep doing it. And um, I just love it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Vicki, tell everybody where everybody can find out every single thing about you and come and see you and, and oh, yeah, be, yeah. be with the, cool. the channel of Goddess Comedy. <laughs> you could just go to VickiBarbalekComedy.com and uh and then there's a ask vicky section there and i answer every single question oh myself. you do wow. yeah i love that oh beautiful it's my favorite and um then i have twitter and you know um facebook instagram instagram, instagram yeah all that stuff you're very they're very you're pretty active with yeah and and you put out a lot of because that was also another thing is that you really embraced that bringing in this expanded consciousness that is love that now you get to kind of speak those words out to your fans oh, and yeah. inspire people. Like you, you embraced the, that you, you didn't sort of go, Oh, no, that's just corny. And I'm just going to be a cool, badass comic and never talk about love. You're out there, you know, giving people great messaging and, and be very in, inspiring for. You that's know, been so people. cool. Yeah. I did yeah. not even, you know, like before as my message in comedy always was like, look at, look at this, look at this nut, this mess on stage. 
I and people will always come to me, Vicky. I I never could wear a sleeveless shirt before. Now because of you, I'm gonna wear a sleeveless shirt. I'm like, right. I'm like, uh, it was a weird thing. It's like it wasn't intentional. I'm just like this. Just is what I was doing, and so when that, that transferred on AGT to people say, I'm 60 years old. I'm going for my dream. Then people are like, if Vicky can do it, I can do it. And totally. so many people come up to me with these stories, and then and then on my social media. My son-in-law in the beginning said, we're going to answer every everything, mom, because people will expect that of you. Mm. So we answer everything. Um, and it's my daughter, my mm. son-in-law, my friend Ed and I. Mm. We combine, we, we answer everybody. That's awesome. And then the really important, you know, like really special things that they need, that I need to be on. I'm, I'm on like, you know, and, and, I, and I oversee everything too. I'm always looking as yeah. well. I just can't handle the thousands of things that come in literally every of day, course. but the four of us do. Yeah. And then, and you really are, a, a, you know, a channel to keep passing on the, like uh, when I saw you, you know, with your fans out the front of um, Gotham last night and they were just, it, it's not about you getting adoration. It's a, you really transmit this love to them. Right. And fill them up in just in this way that's just like a gift to get a, a hug and a photo from you. And I get it from them. And you get it from them. Yeah. And it's not an ego thing, but it's just, you know, it's just, it's beautiful to watch you just being a beacon for an embodiment and a beacon of this love consciousness that comes through this work and just take that out in the world. Because so many more people are, are going to see you than come and work with me as a client they're going to go and see you and you're embodying and holding this energy and just like blowing people out of the water so i saw it in the audience last night it's amazing it's just i've that that's the part that i didn't see coming that i right. would get to know all so many wonderful people yeah yeah oh beautiful well thank you so much thank you the craziest te what are you, the oldest teenagers well, on the block oldest teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get permission from our kids for everything we do <laughs> i know trying to keep get them to keep their clothes on while i was here jeez <laughs> all right you beautiful people thank you so much everybody for joining us we're gonna have vicky right back to talk and lou to talk with the circle of light one of our special interviews with the cosmic forces and uh we'll see you there Mwah. bye yes. bye and just a postscript on this show, which was recorded September 23rd, 2019. On September 28th, Richmond Tigers did win the grand final and they rule supreme and it was my birthday. Go Tigers! Coming up on the next episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. Now I'm going to actually bring in the circle. I've never done this with you. In with person. Not, except for the time you snuck me at the lunch counter. I feel like there's just all these balls. So... What makes a big ball land? The mind will circulate these balls through the head. Well, is it this ball or is it this ball or is it this ball or is it this ball? <laughs> Which ball is going to land and how <laughs> How can I uh, get out of the juggling act and just catch a big fat ball? So here is the trick that you really need to, to understand. <laughs> 